0: Welcome to the Prep Huddle Podcast. I'm K.J. Pilcher alongside Jeff Linder. Uh, the field is set, Jeff, uh, for the finals, championship games, uh, coming up this Thursday and Friday at the Unidome. Um, you know, I tell you what, there are some surprises, maybe some some winners that uh, weren't surprises, but the way they won certainly uh, was unexpected, but... Man, we've got some doozies here uh, coming up this week for uh, championships in just about each class.
1: Yeah, we we sure do. And uh, um, I think we have a couple teams that are still playing that uh, are a little bit of a surprise, at least to me. I think uh, MFL, Marmac, probably at the top of that list. Uh, so we've got uh we've got three teams left, and uh we got two teams playing on Thursday and one on Friday, and uh and then saw she wrote for uh for 2023. It's gone fast. Let's uh let's look back at uh the end
0: of last week for the semifinal round. Um an eight player they played uh, last Wednesday. One of those surprise teams, uh I think you'd have to include uh, uh I'll go to Garrigan. Uh, they came through a big come from behind victory over uh, number one, Winfield Mount Union, 34-20 to reach the finals. Bedford uh, edges, gladbrook Rhinebeck, 31-30. But would you classify uh, Garrigan as one of those teams kind of surprised uh that's still around given the yeah. fact that they had Remsen, St. Mary's, Camanita and Winfield Mount Union
1: uh, <laughs> to get to this point? Yeah, they've beaten some really good teams to get to this point, and I don't think Garrigan. We never didn't have Garrigan ranked all year, did we? i so, not sure. Uh, they what they have two losses. They might have, got,
0: they might have gotten some votes uh, along the yeah. way.
1: But... Yeah, I think they probably they probably were others receiving votes at some point, but uh, no, I uh, I didn't see that coming at all, and uh, just kind of looking here, getting my Garrigan stuff up here. Um, So yeah, they beat, uh, they beat the defending champ. They beat, uh, the team I had number one on my ballot all year in, in Caminita. And then they beat, uh, then they beat the, the real number one in Winfield back to back to back. And, uh, you know, three pretty close games. I think they were down, was it 20 to six at halftime to Winfield and they came back. I think injuries kind of finally caught up with Winfield at the end of the season. Oh okay. So, but, uh, you know, they got Bedford in the final and, uh, don't know a lot about either team, but I uh, imagine that will be a pretty good file.
0: Yeah, and Peyton uh, Ruffler, um, four second-half TD runs, and the uh, Garrigan defense shut out one field of Mount Union in the last two quarters for that win. So keep an eye on uh, uh, Ruffler there um, against Bedford. They uh, had a quality win against – Gladbrook Rhinebeck for sure. Yeah.
1: I think that was, I think they're down 30 to 16 going to the fourth quarter. They got a couple touchdowns and missed both conversions. And uh, I think if I saw that right, a kid made his first field goal of the season to to beat Gladbrook Rhinebeck there at the end. And, uh, you know, really good game. If if, uh, Gladbrook Rhinebeck would have won that game, that would have been a a rematch of the Class A final, I think 2016. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, Case Coleman hit a 24-yard field goal his first of the season um, with 13 seconds
1: to go. uh, I I think that was at the end of the field. I think that was at the end of the field where they brought in the temporary goal post. Oh, really? I think so. So.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Um, So,
0: Garrigan Bedford uh, with semifinal victories. Now, Thursday – Uh, you, uh, camped out at the Unidome, had two semifinals up there, class A semifinal between East Buchanan and Woodbury Central, and then had the, the 4A semifinal between Western Dubuque, Bondurant, Ferrar. why don't you take us through, uh, those two games, uh, Woodbury Central and Western Dubuque coming out on top. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, East Buchanan had a a 14-7 lead at halftime and, uh, they were really kind of in control of the game. Uh, they had, they, they were driving again late. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't hear this very often, but they uh, kind of ran out of time in the, at the end of the first half, they, they were up 14, seven, got the ball with seven minutes left in the quarter. And that wasn't enough time. They had to kind of start rushing things and throwing some passes. And, and that's not East Buchanan's MO and uh, missed a field goal. Um, Uh, barely uh, at the horn that would have put them up 17-7, which would have been huge because they got the ball to start the second half. Uh, And then they did get the ball. Uh, They they didn't do anything with it. They went three and out. And uh, from that point, uh, Woodbury Central really kind of took control of the game and uh, um, made some big plays, especially through the air in the second half, Uh, had 205 passing yards. Um, They shut down the East East Buchanan offense enough uh, that uh, they were able to come away with a win uh,
0: 28-20. And, of course, uh, Woodbury Central will face West Hancock in a championship game. Uh, They defeated Madrid. Kale Zool had 138 yards rushing in that game, two TDs. Mitchell Smith hit Kellen Smith uh for a touchdown pass. Um and West Hancock won 3914 uh over Madrid. Uh West Hancock and uh Woodbury Central. Do you have do you have a favorite there between the two?
1: It's kind of another. Uh, clash I think West Hancock's fans. playing really well. Uh, I think I'd probably lean that direction. Woodbury Central's quarterbacks he's a stud. He's really good. He can run and pass. Um, I think I'll just revert back to the team I had ranked number one at the start of the season, which is West Hancock. I think I had Woodbury number two. So uh, we'll we'll go with that. How about you?
0: You know, West Hancock's been in control pretty much all season. You know, they uh, I think Last week we talked about the contrast in styles with East Buck and Woodbury Central. Um and I think West Hancock is a similar team, but can throw the ball when needed. Um so mentioned, you know, Mitchell and Kellen Smith hooking up for touchdown pass against Madrid. Um I like West Hancock there. Um as well. But yeah, the quarterback for Woodbury Central, really really talented. Um And that'll be a fun, I think that'll be a fun game to watch. Now, you got to see Western Dubuque. uh, You know, we talked about the eight-player games kind of being two big comebacks. Western Dubuque down 14-0 at one point. Um, Stormed back and really took control behind Grant Gloucester in the second half. And they beat Bondurant for our 28-21 to get to the, Championship game for, I believe, the fourth time in school history, first time since winning the 2019 3A title, uh, where they went back-to-back uh, title games in 18 and 19. So uh, what did you see out of Western Dubuque that allowed them to to kind of come back and, and get a big win over Bondurant for our team that uh, has been impressive despite losing some other top players to injury?
1: Well, yeah. Um... A lot of Grant glauser a lot of the offensive line. Uh, the defense got a lot better after they, they got down 14-0 in a hurry. Uh, defense started making some stops, give, stopped giving up the big plays. And uh, I think they just kind of wore Bondurant Ferrar down behind that offensive line and with with Grant Glouser, uh, you know, more than 200 yards of offense, or, I mean, 200 yards rushing, and then, uh, you know, a really good drive. Uh uh, Bond, I think it was 28-21, Bondurant Farrar missed a field goal with, I want to say, 445 to go, something like that, and uh, didn't get the ball back. It was just a, a steady diet to Glouser, and uh, that was it. You know,
0: let's uh, credit Tanner Anderson to, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're down 14-0 um, in the first half. And remember, he's he wasn't expected to be their starting quarterback right uh, I don't think so so this is a guy that kind of stepped in at the beginning of the season being the number one guy and you know he's in a situation that's not easy to to deal with um you know that's a lot of pressure and yeah. he delivered two two good drives two good touchdown passes in the first half uh to Brandon Decker One for five yards, one for twenty-seven, and last one coming with five seconds to go, Uh, and that was big because that tied things up at the break.
1: Yeah, got him right back in it. Uh, You know, he he was he was accurate. He didn't beat himself. He was eleven for nineteen for one hundred nine yards. Didn't throw an interception. Uh, Did what he needed to do to to keep him in the game and uh, get him back in the game. I guess I should say and. uh, you know, Decker had the the two touchdown catches. It's fourteen all halftime. Uh, you know, and then uh, the second half pretty much kind of belonged to Glouster.
0: Yeah, see, tying it up, you really can let your workhorse take over then, and that's exactly yeah. what they what they did. So they're back in the finals. They'll face Lewis Central, uh, who was dominant against uh, hmm. North Polk, coming away with a thirty one to five. Victory there. Um, I know it shouldn't be a surprise here, um, but this is the third straight final for Lewis Central. I mean, I kind of overlooked that a little bit, but... uh, Yeah, I did too. One in 2021, they were runner-up to uh, Xavier last year, and now they're back in the finals against Western Dubuque. Uh, Quarterback Brady... Petzl has passed for twenty over twenty two hundred yards and has twenty two TDs. He's got a couple really good targets with Curtis Witt, um, six hundred and sixty eight yards, seven TDs, and Lawmaker Maker uh, was at five sixty and three scores. Um, yeah, but, I, I, or, I, I, go
1: ahead. I, I'll, I'll tell you if if they play. The way they played in the semifinals, uh, Western Dubuque's going to have their hands full. Uh, I thought Lewis Central was really, really good, both sides of the ball, and uh, um, you know they're they're playing awfully well right now.
0: You know i i I think it's safe to say North Polk strength strength was defense um, throughout the season, but Lewis Central held them to like 140 total yards of offense and that's i mean in a 4a semifinal a team that it's ranked number four that's that's really impressive and just as impressive as what they were able to do offensively um yeah as well i think
1: it's i i, I do think it's gonna be a really good game i i think uh you know, it, this is kind of one of those games where if you're Western Dubuque, you wanna wanna get ahead and stay ahead. Uh I think Lewis Central might have a little bit more explosiveness to them, but uh you know, I I I think it's gonna be kind of a uh game with t- two teams with two little bit different styles.
0: Uh, let's move uh to one A. Um Grundy Center defeated Waterloo-Columbus 42-7. We were talking before we started just how Grundy has really kind of uh, flipped the switch a little bit, I guess. Um, you could say some of these games that might have been closer at the beginning of the season, they've really uh, clicked on all cylinders in the postseason and, and pulled away from the field a little bit. Um like I said, Greenwich Center won 42 7 over Columbus, which was a seven point game in the regular season. But MFL Marmac, uh 41 28 over Underwood. Um, you mentioned the teams that surprised to be here and MFL's making their first um finals appearance. Their win over underwood, would you call that maybe the upset of the of the semifinal round? Or, or maybe um-
1: well, it's you surprising. know, we, we mentioned Garrigan. I guess I'd probably put Garrigan at at one, okay. but yeah, because
0: they're unranked.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think so. Um, and that's not a knock on MFL. MFL is a really good team, but I thought the way Underwood was playing all year, yeah. that uh, the way they were beating people, the you know, and the way they were stopping t- teams. Uh, I really kind of thought Underwood was the better team there, but, uh, they sure weren't. And, uh, uh you know, kudos to the Bulldogs and, uh, we, have talked a lot about how this program has kind of transformed itself here in the last five years from, a, a not, not very good football program to, uh, you know, to, to an elite team. And I think they've got a, you know, I think that game with the Grundy Center is a coin flip and they've got a really good chance
0: uh quinn McGool, um for mfl uh what a game uh rushing for uh i believe i think i think mfl has him for all five touchdowns even though the uh i think the state has something different but a huge game uh from him against Underwood. And of course they had a, uh, a big interception in the third quarter. Uh, It was 21, 13 Uh, Bryce Radloff uh, picked off a pass, ran it back for a touchdown that put him up 28, 13. And that was a real, real crucial point of the game that they were able to go up two scores uh, there in the second half. And, you know, MFL Marmac, their, their formula is pretty simple, right? They've got a really fast, aggressive defense, and then they've got a run game that they're just going to, you know, run it down your throat pretty much.
1: They've got yeah.
0: guys that can get to the outside or run between tackles, and that's uh pretty tough yeah, uh, and, run game.
1: Yeah, and they they haven't had an easy path through the Dome. Uh, they beat West Branch at home. They beat Regina, which is always good, and then you know to to take care of uh, to Underwood in the uh, in the semis. It's just really really uh, impressive, and you know, like like you said earlier, Grundy Centers found another gear itself. Uh so just uh,
0: kind of going off stats here from that that game. I think there's a little bit of a discrepancy. Um, between the state and what NFL has on on bound but uh regardless the state has uh Magoo going for 143 yards and four touchdowns uh Carver uh Blitzbentine with 158 yards and then uh uh Radloff also had a rushing touchdown there and that's not even Talking about Wyatt Powell, who's been one of their top rushers uh, throughout the season, he added 42. But um, just a a big game from uh, Blitzbentine, Magoo, Radloff, uh, the rest of the crew there. And how exciting is it to, you know, you make your semifinal debut, you win against a team that a lot of people held in high regard. Um, Now you're in the finals for the first time. I mean, that's got to be a great feeling for –
1: yeah, the seniors there at NFL. yeah it's, it, absolutely. And, and kudos to them. They they do have a little bit of a finals disadvantage. You know, Grundy Center's been there, done that. Uh, you know, they'll know, you know, kind of the routine. So that's I'm sure that's a little bit of an advantage there, but maybe not as much as you'd think. I don't know.
0: Uh, the interesting thing with uh, Grundy Center uh, they're playing in their fifth straight state final. We talked about Lewis Central being there three times. Uh, Grunny Center has been there five in a row. Uh, they won uh, the Class A state title, I believe, uh, last season, and then moving up to 1A. And we've seen that from, uh, you know, Gruny Center, Williamsburg, in the finals the year before the lower class. They've been bumped up uh, in both back in uh, the title game.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, I suppose that's a good segue here to Williamsburg here in a bit. But uh, uh, I I don't think that move up hurt Williamsburg at all. I I think it might have actually been a good thing because I'm not sure, you know, as good as Central Lion George Little Rock is, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not sure anybody wants a piece of that. Sure, sure. Um, And then we'll move
0: on to 2A and 3A where we hit area schools. Uh, I was there Saturday um and caught both uh Monticello versus Van meter and then the rematch between Williamsburg and Solon first uh two a uh van meter with a 35-21 victory over Monticello um a really great effort by uh Monticello they actually had mm-hmm. a 2120 lead uh in the third quarter um Another great game from uh Preston Reese. You know, he uh he rushed for 92 yards, threw for 264 yards and a touchdown, uh, had two rushing touchdowns as well. Um, you know, I tell you what, it, I know it was kind of disappointing. Um, if you you kind of watch the video of his post game interview, that he, he was disappointed that they didn't win. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where you really have to look at the big picture and the fact that it, it's been such a stellar career for him, the uh, all-time leader in yards from scrimmage in state history. And then uh, for Monticello to get to the Unidome for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, technically would be their third semifinal Um when you you look at some of the things. I think one year. They are in the final four, but it was considered the first round. Um, then in 77, when they uh, made it to the actual semifinals, they didn't play in the Dome for the semis at that time. Um, so this is their first uh, trip to the Unidome in the semifinals in a very long time since they've been to this round anyway. Um, but just an exceptional career for Preston Reese. And i tell you what, he, uh, he did – all that he could um, there are a couple turnovers and, and Van Meter had really good field position uh, that they took advantage of. And then the thing that was really impressive late is they put together two uh, really good scoring drives. Um, one of 78 yards. The other one was the shorter field for 43 yards, but grounded out in seven plays um, to pull away for a 35, 21, win so uh you know Monticello uh um kind of had the lead until like last uh 14 minutes of the game when they only had one possession in the fourth quarter which um and kudos to Van Meter but yeah you can't overlook the fact that Monticello gave Van Meter one of its toughest games uh I think of the season
1: yeah and you know their two losses were to Uh, a very good Van Meter team and a a very good Mount Vernon team at the beginning of the year. And, uh, you know, between those two two bookends, boy, they were very good, very dominant. And uh, yeah, nothing at all there for them to hang their heads about, Uh, you know, probably, probably the best season in Monticello history. Uh, Most likely the best football player in Monticello history in, in Preston Reese. Maybe the best, maybe the best athlete in Monticello history, but uh, yeah, yeah they, they had a great season. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not speaking for you, but to me, I think they they overachieved the season. They they went above and beyond what I thought they would, uh, and I I thought they had a heck of a year.
0: Yeah, uh, very much so. Uh, Van Meter, you mentioned Central I and George Little Rock. Uh, they spotted Spirit Lake 14 points and then scored 28. Uh, of their own to win 28-14. So you'll get number one Central Lion, George Little Rock, uh, versus number two Van Meter uh, in the finals. They're in Class 2A. That'll be a, a great game. Uh, you like Central Lion in that one? Yeah, I, I think so. I it's think a, so. It, I think it's a coin flip. Um, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, if they can control uh, – the clock like they did against Monticello in the last 14 minutes where Monticello only got the ball once um, during that stretch. That's going to help their cause against central Lion. but that would be a lot easier said than done against uh, uh, that squad there. Yeah. Uh, coming off a two-way tie, right? They're the ones that beat Williamsburg in the finals last year, correct?
1: Uh, yeah. Was it 10-6? I think they were kind of so- – I don't think Williamsburg got the ball much in that game. I think it was 10 6. Yeah.
0: And, uh, game of Williamsburg did get the ball a lot, was against Solon in their rematch, um, in the three a semifinal. Eight turnovers forced by the Raiders, uh, in that game, uh, proved to be huge for them. Um, they got, uh, uh, they posted a 45-14 victory over Solon, who had won the regular season matchup 21-14 at home. Um big big game from Derek Weisskopf. Uh you know, we we've talked about this a, a few times this year that you know, he's he's moved to quarterback, something that uh you know, they they've got uh, they had a quarterback in uh, Kellen Cockrell that you know had done well. I think he had some injury um but weiskopf has stepped in kurt Ritchie and uh a couple others mentioned he got uh more reps he's getting more reps which has allowed him to kind of iron some things out he looked really good of course it helps when you have some athletes to throw the ball to like race heitman uh braylon legion who he hit two times each for touchdowns race Heitlin. Might have had one of the best individual performances in a semifinal that I remember in a long time. Uh, he had 165 yards receiving two touchdowns on six catches. Um, his two, uh, at least the first touchdown, pass, just an amazing catch in the back corner where he was able to grab the ball and get his feet in. Uh, had another one not not quite the same but but similar in the back of the end zone in the second half. Um he rushed for a touchdown. He uh, led the team with 15 tackles. Um he had a couple tackles for loss uh to lead Williamsburg. Uh he also had an interception. I mean, can you can you think of a individual performance um like that in a, in a long time from from somebody in the no. size?
1: No, you know, maybe maybe somebody like a Cooper DeGene or somebody like sure. that, but or, yeah. uh, you know, one of those Southeast Polk studs that they've had the last few years. But I'll tell you, Heidman's done this a lot this year. I mean, he's had – we talked about what he did against South Tama with the two picks and the two mm-hmm. punt returns for touchdowns before they had the ball. And I think he probably had the game – maybe the season-saving play in the uh, quarters against Mount Vernon. Really? Uh, you know, they were they were down twenty one seventeen. He had a pick when Mount Vernon was looked to be going in just before halftime, and that turns into a a fourteen point swing, and they go on to win that game. So um, he's he's special. He's really good, and but he's just one of a half dozen guys that are really good. I mean, they've got some players, and. Uh, yep. They have had for two or three years, maybe longer than that. Well, definitely longer than that. But, boy, this crew is good, and they're playing well right now. And, uh, um, on the other hand, they're playing a, a healing team that uh, keeps finding a way to win the close games.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, just looking at what they've been able to to do um, to get to this point, you know, Williamsburg has had some tough matchups. You know, they had the – Outlast Mount Vernon um you know to get to the semifinals. Uh but when you look at what Healing has done, I mean, think uh their playoff victories, they have three playoff victories by a total of seven points. And of course no. the big 16-13 upset of our number one uh Creston in the semifinals. Um, you know, they're led by uh, uh Quint Olson, their quarterback there. Uh, he's got, uh, 22,142 yards from scrimmage and 35 touchdowns. Um, he played a key role in that win over, uh, Creston and, uh, you know, the Crusaders are, uh, in the finals for the first time since 2014, uh, looking for their, uh, first title in a decade. Um, but Quinn Olson has definitely helped them, uh, uh, kind of get through those, those tight games you know they just find a way to get it done like you mentioned um beat number five Sioux Center uh in triple overtime 27 26 and then uh I think they were up 16 nothing with Creston uh and were able to hold on um late but you know uh, it doesn't matter how you win it's the fact that you're able to move on and um you know now yeah. I think
1: Creston. I think Hilo was two and seven last year. Were they really? I think so. I think they were. I, I they played some really good competition. Let me look back. And this is this will be easy to find here. Maybe. Um, I'll just
0: I'll just mention that uh, Wisecoff, If I didn't mention uh, before, threw for three hundred and sixty-six yards. Uh, they were able to connect on some long passes that they weren't able to do the first time. Um, they played Solan. Uh, Clayton Steckley did have two big touchdown catches in that first game, but for the most part, they weren't able to connect on those, uh, big pass plays that changed this time around where, uh, they were able to do that. And that just, uh, kind of proved the point that Kurt Ritchie, Race Heitman mentioned that the more reps that Weisskopf has, has gotten, um, has helped out.
1: So, Keelan was 2-7 and seven last year. Their two wins were against MOC Floyd Valley 7-6 and against Carroll 9-6. And, wow. and the other seven games they lost, and a lot of those weren't very close. So I, I, I knew they had a lot of good kids coming back, and uh, they, you know, must have got bigger, faster, stronger. And, um, yeah, so, you know, kudos to them for uh, really flipping their season. Um, that said, I think uh, I think Williamsburg wins this game by, I don't know, 10 to 14 points.
0: Yeah, I I think this is a game that, you know, that, that's a, there are so many tough matchups. You mentioned it. You know, you've got Weiskopf that is throwing the ball better uh, and can run the ball. Um, you know, you've got those receivers with Heitman and Weijin, and we're not even talking, you know, Clayton Steckley, um, you know, not really talking about him too much from the semis. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big play guy uh, mm-hmm. as well and a good target. And their defense, their, you know, their turnovers, They, uh, uh, I believe they're, they're second in the state in interceptions. Um, you know, they've got 31 total turnovers this season. You know, they play physical and fast and, you know, uh that's just a really really tough matchup I think for anybody
1: um yeah and they lost some good kids since last year they, they yeah. you know the the good nose tackle um a Douglas and some of those other kids and yep.
0: Douglas uh, I, Gable Dayton I think yeah is another
1: yeah and team. so uh but boy the kids they've got coming back have really gotten the job done and and um It'll, it'll be neat if they get it done this year. They've been close a lot of times. Uh, they've get, gotten to the finals, gotten to the semifinals a lot of times. And uh, mm-hmm. if they can take that ne- next step, I think that'd be pretty neat. It would be. It would
0: be. Uh, so here's the uh, exact schedule for this week. Uh, Thursday, everything kicks off. Eight player. Uh, we mentioned uh, uh, Garrigan 11-1 versus Bedford 12-0 and at 9.30. Class A at 1 p.m. Uh, West Hancock, 11-1 versus Woodbury Central, 12-0. and 0. Class 1A at 4, MFL Marmac, 11-1 versus Grundy Center, 12-0. and 0, And I will be covering that. So you can follow me at KJ Pilcher um, on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um, or you can go to, uh, I believe we'll still have our uh, game log um, going on uh, thegazette.com. Uh, to follow that um, would be even better. Uh, class 4A on Thursday, 7 p.m. Lewis Central, 10-2 versus Western Dubuque, 11-1. Jeff Johnson will be covering that one. You can follow him at JE66 um, or the, the live feed, or not live feed, but the uh, the in-game updates at thegazette.com as well. On Friday, the last three championship games, Class 2A at 10 a.m., Van Meter 12-0 versus Central Lion, George Little Rock 12-0 uh 3a is at 1 p.m with heeling 11 and 1 williamsburg 11 and 1 and then class 5a 7 p.m number seven Anthony, uh nine and three i think we had them six in our final rankings um versus top rank southeast polk 12 and 0 uh those 5a championship or semifinals. finals uh boy two two really close games um Southeast Polk had to survive uh, West Des Moines Valley. uh, I believe it was uh, 30-27 in overtime. And then Ankeny edged, Ankeny Centennial 10-7 in the semis.
1: Uh, They played week two, and uh, that was 58-21, Southeast Polk. I think it's going to be a heck of a lot closer than that.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, But, boy, you really got to hand it to West Des Moines Valley. I think we've yeah. talked about that a few times uh, over the weeks and, you know, the start of their season and, you know, kind of had them written off, maybe at least I did uh, to be totally honest. And then for them make the playoffs, to get the big wins on the road to get to the semifinals and then give Southeast Polk all, uh, all I yeah. wanted. And nearly came away with a win to get back to the finals. Uh kudos to to valley and what they're able to do there out of those championship games um what do you think is the most compelling or or do you think it, on paper is the best matchup or most fun matchup
1: so if i could watch one game yeah um Boy, I don't know. I I, I guess I'd two. say the four A game, Western Dubuque and West Lewis Central. I think that's going to be a really good game. Um, uh, I don't think there's a dog in the whole bunch. I, I right. but if I could watch one, that's probably the one I'd pick. How about you? I think I I had I was down to two.
0: I think, and that was one of them, uh, Lewis Central Western Dubuque. But I think the Van Meter Central yeah. Lion George Little Rock game is the one that. I think is kind of the one A, um, with four A being one B for me. Um, yeah. I think I I know Central line is so good, right? Yeah. Um, but I think Van Meter, I I think those are going to be two really really good teams, buttonheads, and that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I don't remember the exact numbers. It'll be close to this, so I'll just say it. I think the last eight years van meter, something like 110 and seven, something like that. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, 105 and seven, something crazy like that. And I think all the loss, just about all the losses have come, you know, in the dome. So, uh, that's uh, the
0: the one where Williamsburg went to their home and, uh, went to van meter and last year, last year. So, yep. Um, and I forgot to mention Jeff Johnson will also be covering that healing Williamsburg game uh Friday at one PM as well. So uh make sure you follow along. I know uh, uh JJ is working on uh uh I believe an MFL uh feature for uh their championship game uh coming up. You can catch that on the Uh you will have something on Williamsburg. Um yep. to go. Something
1: going to go talk to Mr. Heitman here in a little bit. So we're looking forward to zipping down there and talking to him and talking to Kurt and see what they have to say. So
0: you can uh, check that out. Uh, our capsules uh, for our three area games are already on uh, the gazette.com for you to check out all our coverage. Also uh, Jeff has uh, some finishing touches on uh, volleyball from the IGCA uh all state teams to uh i think you have the uh area uh all area teams coming out here soon
1: um correct yeah yeah, doing that and uh i'll have the uh girls basketball uh preview stuff coming out i think uh thursday online friday newspaper and i'm sure you'll probably be doing the same with wrestling here before we know it
0: yep wrestling uh just after the uh uh the Thanksgiving holiday and I wanna uh give one quick shout out and promote uh, uh our correspondent Riley Cole who's uh taken on our um girls wrestling uh beat we don't really have beats anymore but we'll use that terminology. She she'll be covering girls wrestling for us this winter. She has uh uh previews and, and stuff like that uh, that you can check out at thegazette.com as well and uh, make sure to give her a follow because I think she has uh, quite a bit to our coverage and we're looking forward to have her on the Pitting Combination podcast after the holidays when we start getting into it full time. So look forward to to all that. Uh, make sure to get to thegazette.com and check out all our great coverage. Not just the football, but of all our high school sports. Uh, Jeff, any last words or final thoughts uh that you want to pass on
1: no it's been it's been an unusual season because of a lot of the classes we've had so much more parity than than we've had in the past I think that's made it a better you know more fun to cover because there have been more competitive games and you just you get back from from your game and start looking through the scores you think how that team beat that team. Wow. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, I, I think it's been one of the more enjoyable seasons we've had.
0: Is that an effect of the multiplier?
1: I don't think it hurts. I think we're having I think a lot of it's just the way that whether it was the state or whether it was the teams picking their non district games a little bit more evenly. I, I think that's had something to do with it and maybe, you know maybe since we've had 2 years of the RPI maybe schools have kind of gone a little different route in selecting non-district opponents um i don't know uh the 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 socioeconomic factor has i think has made the the classes a little bit more equitable sure. um but uh you know we'll see we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes from here but I, I think this has been a lot of fun this year
0: a lot of a lot of factors and I agree with you. It has been uh awesome the uh probably one of the more enjoyable seasons uh throughout um in our area and outside the area um in in recent years. So
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, we
0: got two more two more days, two more fun days of uh yep. games to to enjoy here Thursday and Friday at the Unidome and Cedar Falls.
1: Yeah. You and J.J. enjoy them. I, you know, I imagine you'll probably kind of have an eye on the games that uh, that you're not covering, and that will be a lot of fun just to see how those uh, other out-of-area teams do. And, uh, you know, we'll be coming out with our all-area team here within the next two to three weeks, so keep an eye out for that.
0: And uh, on behalf of uh, Jeff Linder, Jeff Johnson, uh, Nathan Ford, who's behind the scenes and puts all this together. Uh, We appreciate everybody watching throughout the season and uh, make sure to enjoy the, the championship games. And thanks for watching. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast.